Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. I'm David Greenstein, and we'll be studying Tractate Masechet Eruvin, Daf Pe Gimel, page 83. This Talmudic page divides up roughly into two sections. A little bit more than half of it uh, discusses issues of comparing different systems of weights and measures, and the second, smaller part begins with a new Mishnah, and discusses the question of assigning uh, various spaces uh, to two competing areas that are on two levels, a higher level and a lower level, and a certain spaces that rise up from the lower level. And the question is, if they are tall enough, do they belong to the lower level still, or are they attached to the higher level space? And in the end, the Talmud says that it really depends not so much on the measurement of their height and width, but rather on the ease of use. If it's easier for the top level area to use that space, then that space goes over to the top level. If it's easier for the lower level to use that space, then it's assigned to the lower level. And that idea that we can't actually take a tape measure and measure the height of the space in order to determine which area it belongs to. Rather, we have to deal with the nitty-gritty usage of the space itself. That principle actually can bring us back to considering the first half of our page. Our page struggles with trying to be precise about some of the measurements and metric systems that need to be used to determine what is prohibited and what is required in rabbinic law. Shiurim, weights and measures, are an important part of the rabbinic legal system. What kind of measurement system is used? Overwhelmingly, what we have is a system that is based on either the human body, for instance a cubit is basically the length of the forearm of a human being, or Objects that grow in the natural world, or that appear in the natural world. For instance, an olive or an egg. The problem with these bases for measurement is that they themselves are indeterminate. The human body changes. Each person is a little bit different size than than the next person. Eggs are different sizes. Our Talmudic page asks, when we talk about an egg as a measure, are we talking about the egg with the shell or without the shell? If we're going to be measuring volume by the water displaced by an egg, the shell itself will take up extra volume. How precise can we be? Why didn't the rabbinic system choose a more standardized method of measurement? Why doesn't it use ounces or inches or meters? This question has plagued the rabbis and the students of the rabbis for millennia. A thousand years ago, approximately, the question was asked of Rav Haigon, the last of the great 
leaders of the Babylonian academies. To be precise about one of the measures, the measure for Chala, and he tries to explain why we are using uh, the kinds of units of measurement uh, that we have rather than uh, more linear uh, scientifically uh, uh, used measure. And he says that the measures that we use were given to us by the Torah and specifically the Torah chose to use measures based on eggs or fruit because such things are found everywhere in the world. And it was apparent to the Creator, the one who spoke and brought the world into being, that Israel was destined to be dispersed throughout the world. And therefore, the weights and measures that were based on systems that they were used to, whether in the land of Israel, or in Egypt, or in Babylonia, would be forgotten and lost as they moved from country to country. And so the Creator, in God's great wisdom and grace, gave us a system of weights and measures that we could take with us, that was portable. Wherever we would be, we would know how to measure stuff because we would use our own bodies or we would use readily available items that appear in the natural world. So he tries to put a good face on this choice of system. However, in the end, such a choice of system leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of imprecision. And then the question is, how, are, how willing is a person or a system to live with that imprecision? And that struggle, that tension, exists in the rabbinic system from the get-go. Some have tried to explain the tension as the tension between a textually based heritage and a human behavior based heritage. How do I learn to bake? Do I learn to bake or cook from a cookbook? Or do I learn to bake and cook by watching my mother, my grandmother, and see what they do and just take it in naturally? The cookbook is a text. When I learn to cook from the cookbook, I will be told precisely how much salt to put into the pot, how much time to the minute the uh, sauce will have to be stirred, and so on. If I copy the cooking practices of my mother or grandmother, this is called a mimetic tradition, the imitation of an experience that is transferred by observation and imitation. Then, how much salt do you put in? Well, you watch. You put in a pinch. How much time do you stir the sauce? Well, until it's thick. Look. Take a look at it. Their measurements are much more experientially determined, much less amenable to actually mathematical translation. Some time ago, Professor Chaim Soloveitchik made a stir with an article and a series of uh, lectures that he gave where he described the rupture in the Orthodox world between what had been once upon a time a culture based on mimetic trend tradition to what has now become a culture based on textual 
study and textual authority. The work that he did augmented work that was previously uh, established by another professor, Professor Menachem Friedman, who tells a fascinating story that he calls the Lost Kiddush Cup. In the land of Israel, in Palestine, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, there was a growing ultra-Orthodox community that saw the Chazon Ish uh, as their great leader, and he determined that there had to be a series of measurements that were much greater than had previously been adopted in the community. And a uh, young member of the community came to the Chazon Ish and showed the Chazon Ish the Kiddush cup that he had in his family that had been given to the family by one of the great Torah sages of the previous generation. And this Kiddush cup was visibly smaller than what the Chazon Ish had determined was the minimum requirement for the amount of wine that could be put in a cup for Kiddush on Friday night. Well, that Kiddush cup was no longer determinative. The inherited mimetic tradition was no longer authoritative. And the Kiddush cup was put aside and was not evidentiary in making the determination of how much wine one needed to have in the Kiddush cup for Kiddush. Old-time traditionalists, headed by Rab Aram Na'eh, complained about this rupture. But in the end, in the ultra-Orthodox community, their opinion was rejected. So, in the opinion of these scholars, this bespeaks a modern-day rupture in the tradition. What is of interest to note is in an article that I was uh, shown by Professor Stuart Miller of the University of Connecticut, an article that was published in 1969 by a scholar, A. Ben David. It's called Ha Mida Ha Yerushalmit, and it is an archaeological solution of a Talmudic metrological problem. He points out that our archaeological findings uh, of over a generation ago in the land of Israel show that the systems mentioned in our Talmudic sugya, the Yerushalmi system of measurement, which was greater than the earlier uh, wilderness or desert Midbarit measure, uh, system, and the Tzipori measurement system, which was even greater than the Yerushalmi measurement system, these systems are actually to be found in various uh, cups and uh, dishes uh, that have been unearthed archaeologically. And the system that was advocated by Rabbi Avraham Na'eh is found in some cups, and the system advocated by the Chazonish is found in others. I think that the inherent problem of how do we base our measurements on an abstract mathematical system or on lived experience has been a conundrum from earliest times and not simply as a product of a rupture that we've experienced in our own day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently. 
and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify. <laughs>